Look left, look right and say, I'm going to receive the word. One more time, I'm going to receive the word. Amen, I'm going to receive the word. Right, the word is for me. Amen. All right, here we are. Let me get into the word of God. Now, I want you to understand about a man called Abraham. Have you heard of a man called Abraham? And I'm not referring to Jeff Abraham. Have you heard of a man called Abraham? He was, he was a stalwart of our faith. He was one of the founders of our faith, right? So the Lord began to touch him. The reason the Lord began to speak with him was because he was seeking after the Lord. So when anybody anywhere begins to seek after the Lord, seek after the Lord, the Lord will begin to answer them, will begin to speak to them. Right? So this man, Abraham, was the man of faith and he is the father of our faith. Everybody say father of our faith. Now you know about that, right? You know he's the father of our faith. So he was the one who was called by God and the promises of God were upon him. At that time he was called, he was already married to a wonderful lady called... Sarah, alright? Now what happened was there's a whole lot of generational promises upon this man uh, and upon his wife and what happens is none of those promises were coming into being. So what happened was his uh, wife had a brilliant idea, alright? Say brilliant idea, men. You know what the brilliant idea is. <laughs> All right. So what happened was uh, Sarah calls her maid, Hagar, and says, Hey, babe, you know, see the man, see the dude over there? All right. You know, so go ahead. And, and what happened was Hagar was a man of self-restraint. For almost 30, 30 seconds, he restrained himself and he did what he shouldn't have done. All right. Because what happened was he forgot the promises of God. He forgot that it was supposed to come from his own body. The promises were supposed to come through him and by him for the victory of all mankind. But what happened was Hagar had a child. What was the child's name? So now we have Ishmael. And then what happens is God's mercy was upon Abraham. And then what happens is Sarah gets pregnant. Abraham is 100 years old. Absolute miracle. And now you have the child of laughter who was born. What is that young man's name? His name is Isaac. So now you have two streams moving forward. Now one stream is following religion. The other stream is following what Jesus brought in. What did Jesus brought in? He brought in something called discipleship. He brought in something, something called kingdom. So the whole earth is following one of these two things. The whole earth is divided into two groups. What are the two groups? One group is a group that that follows a religion one group is a group that follows the discipleship of Jesus Christ say discipleship of Jesus Christ all right you see Jesus Christ did not bring a religion he did not bring a cult he did not bring a movement what did he bring he brought a discipleship he said go into all the world and make large churches large churches and small churches and baptize them in my name yes or no what did he say come on you're not listening to me don't shake your head listen to me he said go into all the world and make large churches and small churches and 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 no, what did he say? Did he say start a cult? Did he say start a group? Did he say start a movement? Did he say start a center school? No, what did he say? He said, go into all the world. Where? Go into all the world and make he what? Disciples. Say disciples. Alright, so there are two groups. One group is following a religion, the other group is following discipleship. And that is what I want to talk to you about today because you got to figure out what you are following. Are you following a religion? Every religion is a failure. It can be Hinduism, it can be Buddhism, it can be Christianity, it could be uh, 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 any one of these things. Alright, 
all religions are failures that is why Jesus Christ did not bring a religion and understand and understand this will he brought in a discipleship he brought a discipleship program and he said learn from me do what I'm doing and you will do great and mighty things because I am with you he did not bring a religion and he said wear a red robe wear a cap do this do that he never brought any of those things in you understand the mistake we make is even today we are still following a religious a walk of life he never called you to that so the idea is each and every one of us have to learn to begin to walk out of religion and into discipleship now discipleship takes you from where you are from mediocrity to supernatural say from mediocrity to supernatural so mediocrity is always about being a religious person tell me yes or no that all of you were in a religion some religion somewhere whether you like it or not you your children your grandchildren and every all your forefathers were following a religion all right now what happens is somewhere somehow because somebody is praying all right you are now coming out of religious bondage and you're coming into what into the freedom that christ has given you right so in, in my background we were syrian christians or what are they called yeah i, I forget <coughs> no 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 what what christians orthodox and whatever you know some funny names weird names all these things and they, and very ritualistic in nature the idea was even though we wanted to come out of it we are unable to come out of it because it holds us back now please think and tell with me talk to me all right tuesday is a bad day yes we don't do anything on a tuesday because tuesday is a bad day y'all are saying no how many of you got married on a tuesday not one because tuesday is generally a bad day what about fridays See, all these are dogmas which a religious constraint has brought in, okay? Now, what happens is there are certain groups where you have to wear white and white or saffron and saffron or red and red, whatever it is. What is it? They're trying to say that we are better than somebody else. We are a separate group. We are not like you. No, we are all the same. The idea is you're not and should not follow a religion. You should follow a discipleship, all right? How many disciples did Jesus have? Talk to me. Twelve, right? And how many disciples did the twelve have? Any idea they had 72 and it went on. You are required to walk in discipleship, not in a religion. Because in a religion, what does it do? What it does is it begins to control you and begins to constrain you. And the more constrained you are, you are worried about other people's opinions rather than the will of God. You're afraid to do anything out of freedom because in case uh, that Amachi says something, this Amachi says something, that uncle says something, you're afraid, you're bothered by somebody else's opinion. You've got to learn to come out of these because Christ has called you into a freedom. Now what happens is, even though he's called you into freedom, you do not recognize freedom. That is where the issue is. There's a second part to what I'm trying to say. The first part is, you need to stay out of religion and come into discipleship, alright? And the second thing is what I want to talk about is something very, very essential, very important for you and I, okay? Now, I have a child, I have a son. My son is entitled to every asset I possess, yes or no? He becomes my heir, yes or no? Yes? So in my house, I have uh, two servants who are working with me in my house, right? But my child is one year old, two years old, and so on. Does my child have any authority then? But he is the heir. Talk to me. Does my child have any authority? But he's the heir, right? Now, as my child grows, he is under the tutelage of the servants and the school and everything else. He's still my son. 
He is still an heir, but what is he lacking? He's lacking authority. You hear what I'm saying? If you are following a religion, you will never walk in authority. You know why? Because religion constrains you and stops you from following the authority that God has given you. This is the mistake religious people walk in. Now I want you to think with me, if you have a child, you put him into first standard, second standard, go on, third, fourth. Now let us say, young Rohan here, how old are you? So Rohan's 20 years old. I know you're 16. He's, he's reiterated the fact that he's only 16. So Rohan is 16 years old. Stand up. He's young, he's handsome, he's got a beard. Alright? He's 16 years old. But he's been in the third standard for the last... How many years? Last 10 years. So let me ask you guys a question. If he's been in the third standard for the last 20 years, what tell me what you will do? Daddy, what will you do? Come on. What will you do? Will you tell him get out of my house? Yes, no. You will try your best to talk to him, prod him, poke him, hit him, punish him, this, that, etc, etc, etc. Yes? He doesn't respond. What will you do? some point you'll throw him, out of, throw him out of here. 20 years old, in third standard for the last 10 years, what is the issue? He's not grown. Yes? Yes? Now listen to me. A disciple is somebody who grows. You follow religion, you don't have to grow because you are already constrained, you are under bondage. A disciple goes through discipline. He works to grow. If he's been in the third standard for the last 10 years, he has not grown. Now let me tell you about the three facets of growth. The first growth is natural. Both of us are very good at this growth, right? We grow up to here till the age of 20, and then for the rest of our life we grow this way. Yes? Yes? And some of us are still growing. If I ask you to stand quickly, if the chair gets stuck to you, then you know what I'm talking about. All right? I'm almost there. Now, that's the first facet of growth. Yes? Do we have to try hard to put on weight? A chicken puff passes by and we put on weight. It doesn't have to go inside. So, you begin to put on weight easily in the natural. But now try getting rid of the bad thing. It just doesn't seem to go. Yes? Somehow all bad things stick to us. Very difficult to get rid of it. The second level of our growth, let me go to the third level of our growth. The third level of our growth is in the spiritual, is the spiritual man. The spiritual man will only grow when he's connected to the Holy Spirit. And when you start reading the Word of God, your spirit man grows. So let's take it for granted that the natural man and the spirit man are growing. But let us say the third level, the soulish person. You know what the soul is? It's the container of all your emotions. Let us say that the soul is not being developed. Let us say 
that the soul which contains the anger, the irritation, the, 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 the clamor, the, 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 what do you call it, the pride, the jealousies has not grown. Think with me, who controls the natural man? It's the soul. So if the soul is not growing, what happens to the person? Are you here? What happens to the person? Stand up my brother. His soul has only got three years of education. Guy's 25 years old, for example. He's got three years of education in his soul. Tell me, how will he be, how will he react in a workplace? Tell, he, tell me how will he react with his wife? Tell me how he'll react with society. Think with me, church. What is the problem? The soul has not developed. Your soul has anger, has love, has lust, has pride, has jealousy, has a loose tongue, has all these things. What happens? It's not developed. Why? Because you did not develop it. Listen to me and listen to me well. We've been 20, 30, 40 year old Christians with a third standard soul in our lives. What happened? Why is our soul not growing? Because you see, you've not developed your soul. The mistake we make is, the mistake religion is teaching us is, come to a church, look, be happy, smile at everybody and go back. That is not what a discipleship is. A discipleship is to bring your soul under subjection. It says, crucify yourself on the cross. Do you understand? If your emotions are unchecked, there is a problem. You cannot make it to the kingdom of God. Why? Because the Lord wants you to deal with your problem. Look at somebody and say, deal with your soulish problem. Come on. Tell her, deal with, deal with your soulish problem. Sit down. There are two lines running out. All right. There is one group following religion. There's another group following discipleship. Which group are you? And I will tell you which group you are based on the situation of your soul. If your soul has no control, if you're opening your mouth and shouting all day and all night, there is no point in you being a Christian. You might as well change. You've got to learn to bring your soul under subjection. If you're a guy who abuses your wife or if you're a lady who abuses your husband, you forgot that you were crucified on the cross. Why? Because you you did not work with your soul you did not develop your soul and the problem is as long as you do not develop your soul you can call yourself your Christian but you will always be in bondage that is why you people come and tell me pastor pray for me why you're in bondage why you never studied you never learned you don't take your Sundays your Sabbath with seriousness you come and sit and hang around and waste time and you go back why Sunday is the day of learning you come to the house of God you learn you receive you go back home and you study you know why otherwise you lose eternity wake up to the simple fact no we are religious as long as we do some rituals we are happy that is where the problem is that's why it's still of still many of us are in bondage now listen to me now if my son who's my heir is two years old okay he does not have authority tell me why he does not know how to handle authority. Why? He has not matured enough to handle authority. Yes or no? Now, if he does not know how to handle authority, whose fault is it? Whose fault is it? Talk to me. Is it the church's fault? Is it God's fault? Hey, is it the devil's fault? It is not. Whose fault is it? It is the person's responsibility. 20-year-old Christians who can't control their tongues. 20 year old Christians who can't handle their lust. 20 year old Christians who are jealous just like anybody else. 20 year old Christians who don't know the power of God. What kind of a body is that? What kind of a useless body is that? 
Are you with me so far? Now, I want you to turn with me to the book of Galatians. Come on, quickly. Chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4. Verse 1. Galatians 4 and verse 1. And it says, Now I say that the heir, who? Who, who, who? The heir. Are you in Galatians? Genesis, Exodus, Galatians. All right, are we there? Yes. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. You can be a Christian who has not grown. You are an heir. But what? No different from a servant. The idea is three things. You start out as a servant. You understand you, you are a child of God. And then you walk in his airship. Say airship. I don't think there's even a word. Daniel, is there a word called airship? I don't think so. It's a new word I've just coined, all right? That means what? First, you start out as a servant. You start and you learn and you understand because the son is no different from the servant. Why? What is the thing about a servant? Listen and listen well. The owner tells the servant, do this, do this, do this, do this. The father tells the young son, do this, do this, do this, do this. Yes? But when the son has developed emotionally and spiritually, the father does not have to say anything to him. Do you understand? Right? If he is 35 years old and his father says, go make your bed, go brush your teeth. <laughs> Tell me, how does that look? Does it look nice? See, that's the problem with you and I. We are still Christians who are 35-year-old Christians, 40-year-old Christians, 20-year-old Christians, and God is still telling us, go brush your teeth. Come on, we've got to have a different standard, yes or no? Look at this. Please read this verse with me, all of you. Again, verse 1. 1, 2, and 3, let's go. Now I say... The heir as long as he is a child. What is the definition of a child? Immature, has not grown. Yes. You see, Paul says, you got to stop eating milk. You got to stop drinking milk and start eating the meat of God. When is this church going to start eating the meat of God? When is this church going to walk in the power and the authority God has for it? All right. We talk about God. We talk about how good. How many of us go out and show how good he is? See, that's where the issue is. You might as well follow a religion. Work with me here today. Well, what's that guy with the braided hair? What does he do? Todd White. He goes out into the street, led by the Spirit of God, and he commands healing. Legs and arms grow out. Why is he doing that? Very simple. He has matured. You see, as long as you do not mature, you have a problem in the soulish level. The Lord can't deal with you because you're not willing to bring about a change. Please read this. Now I say that the heir, as long as he's a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. Though he has the authority, though he has been given the power, he is no different from the servant because why? There is zero maturity. That is why in your house you shout and scream and devour each other exactly by the Bible says. You tell me how stupid that is. This is a Christian house. 20, 30 year old Christians. Oh, my wife said this, my husband said this, my dog said this. How dumb. Why? Why? Because 30 year old Christians who are still in the third standard. Look left, look right. Ask them which class they are in. 
Which class are you in? Because you see, you need to work with this and you have to work with me on this because I'll tell you why. Emotionally unwhole people don't make it there. They do not make it to where God wants you to be. There has got to be some change in each and every one of you. Watch this. He differeth nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. <laughs> Look at me, I'm Lord of all. I'm, Lord, I'm very great in mind. I'm Lord of all. Hallelujah. Do something. No, I can't do anything. Why? Go win a soul. No, I'm Lord of all, but I can't win a soul. I'm talking to you, church. Watch this. He, he is under tutors and governors until the... There is a time appointed, church. When you start... In, two, in, 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 20, in 2010, if Rohan starts first standard, when will he finish 10th standard? 10, 2020, is there an appointed time? The Father has an appointed time for each and every one of us. The problem is, if you don't recognize this, you will not make it. Now listen to me and listen to me well. Took him seven days to make the heaven and the moon and the stars, yes? He's given us 75 years to bring our soul under subjection. 75 years. Listen, if you look at Jacob and Abraham, you know what the Bible says? They gave up their ghost. They sat on their bed, they blessed everybody, and they gave up the ghost. They knew they were going to die. In our time, we are flat on our back, waiting to die, suffering, suffering, suffering. Why? The soul has not developed. I'll tell you about my mom. She knew exactly that day she was going to go. She had already got her sari and her blouse ready and she had told our sister Banu, this is what you need to cover me with when I'm dead. Why? She knew. How? Maturity. You see, she was starting a new life. She was not ending an old one. The whole idea is this. We, the body of Christ, have not grown. We are the heirs. We have the power. We have the authority. What do we do? Nothing. Why? And how long? How many years? Read this with me. But it's under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father. So the Father has a time appointed for each and every one of us to grow. Step by step, step by step. Now the issue is, the, there are problems which keep coming to our lives, yes or no? Tell me why. What are they? They are tests. What are they testing? If you have the word of God in your heart or not. What does the word of God do in your heart? It changes your emotional standing. If your emotional standing is not changed, friend, problem will come after you, come after you, come after you. Read the next verse. Even so, when we were children, sorry, what, what, what? Even so, are we there? When we were, is being immature a better word? Even so, when we were children, we were in bondage under the elements of the world. Who's he talking to, church? He's talking to the church. Pastor, pray for me. What for? You've not matured. What's the point of praying for you? You still haven't matured even after we pray for you. That's the problem which starts, which is inherent of those who are following a religion. If you're following a religion, don't waste your life, don't waste your time. If you're following Jesus Christ, get disciplined. You cannot say no. You cannot say, Lord, I didn't have time. Because you know why? Life and death is, 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 is in his fingers. You can't say, my work is more important than you, God. That is the dumbest excuse you can ever make. One question he's going to ask you when you meet him. He's going to ask you, where is your brother? What's your answer, friend? It's the same question he asked. The first question God asked, in fact. Where is your brother? 
What's your answer going to be? Lord, I was so busy at work, I just didn't have the time. What were you doing when you had a cup of tea with the same friend who died without knowing God? You could have told them the gospel. No, my soul is not ready to tell the word. Whose fault is that? Your fault. Do you think I'm condemning you? If you feel you're being condemned, amen. Too bad. But look at your word. Look at your word. Even so, when we were children, we were in bondage under what? Tell me what that means. Under every situation. Pastor, I can't feel like worshiping. I don't feel like worshiping. What, what nonsense is that? I walk in here, there's such a strong presence. Set a standard because your children will follow those standards. And it goes on for generations. Don't waste God's time. It's very simple. If you love God, run after God with all your heart, not half-heartedly. I, I, I was in uh, Bangalore. Everyone non-believers, they're coming, they come without, uh, without you, know, you know, heavy rains from 4.30 onwards. Hall of Bangalore started. The, the hall is full with people. Some of them were late, but they were there. Why? They're hungry for the Lord. You know why? They want to grow. But here, we're being fed. What are you doing with it? Nothing. You have great worship. What are you doing with it? Nothing. This is where the problem starts. And you know what? Nobody likes hearing this. This is the issue. Nobody likes hearing this. You know why? Nobody cares about eternity. Only when Christ comes, you will know what it, what it is. Only then you will know who's following religion, who's following a discipleship. You understand what I'm saying? When I go home, Shirley's going to say, you're so hard. You shouldn't have been so hard. That's my job. I have to be hard. My job is to get you ready for heaven. How do I do that? By teaching you. I am the tutor, which is there in the second verse. I'm teaching the children the ways of God. What are the children supposed to do? They're supposed to learn. But if my son is 20 years old and still in the third standard, what is the issue? The issue is the teacher. And I'm giving you good stuff. What are you doing with it? That's the problem. Even so, when we were children, we were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent his forth, sent for the son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem, read verse 5 with me please, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons, that we may receive, say that with me, that we may receive the adoption of sons, that we may, come on, say that with me, that we may receive what? The adoption of sons, that we may receive what? The adoption of sons. Listen to me. This fellow is not my son. Yes or no? He's not my son. Right? But what it is is I'll say, hey, Rohan, I love you. Come and be my son. Come. So I hug him and I bring him into my kingdom. And now I say, you have to grow or else you're out of my kingdom. Heard of the prodigal son? What did he do? He thought he was mature enough. He left the source. The minute he left the source, what happened? He lost out. That's what many of you are. Why are you under financial constraint? You've left the source. Why? You have not grown in the emotional level. You have not been tutored. You see, the son who is an heir, if he's not operating in the power, it means he's not matured. This is the problem. If you're sitting and fighting with each other at home, it's not because, because you're not matured. Justin was telling me yesterday, wonderful thing. He said, Jesus said, I leave my peace with you. 
That means your peace, his peace is in your house. If that peace is in, in your house, how come you're fighting? It's immaturity. Why are you doing dumb things? Look at this guy. He's coming to my house. He's got a function. What is his function? Now talk to me. Sorry, what's his function? Tell me. You're right. Now, if he comes to church and he doesn't learn and he wastes his time, which is what we all did in school, yeah? What, what, what happens? What happens? Talk to me. What happens? Huh? I'll be repeating first standard, second standard, third times. You understand what I'm saying? What happens? Will he grow? No. He won't grow. Why won't he grow? Why won't he grow? He's not made the effort. And we're all waiting to grow wings and fly off to heaven. Halfway through, he sends a bolt of lightning, the wings fall off. What happens then? Huh? Fail. Third standard. Pachi. Now Padavarshan Christian. Third standard. Fail. Pada. Puriling la. Purilia. Malalti pareno. Hindi se bolta bolte. I don't know. Whatever language, I'll even try to tell you in Arabic if you want, okay? Tell me, what are you doing at home with your precious time with the precious word? Tell me why there is no strong growth. Tell me why you are not doing what God has called you for. You are an heir. An heir has responsibility. He comes to me and says, Daddy, I don't feel like praying. What does daddy do? Huh? He says daddy will build him. What will you say? What will you say? I will correct him. How do I correct him? What brother? I'll be an example and I will teach him to pray. Stop. Did Jesus teach his disciples to pray? You see, the Holy Spirit never touches your choice. He always gives you choice. Please remember this. I will teach him to pray and I'll say, go pray. And he doesn't pray, it's his choice. Why? He's not understood eternity. Why is he not understood eternity? He's never made the effort to understand eternity. You see, the rule book is right here. The rule book is right here. You know what he calls this book? He doesn't call it the Pope's diary. What does he call this book? No, he doesn't call it the word of God. What does he call this book? He calls it the law. He calls it the law. And he says there are new two covenants in this. The old covenant and the new covenant. And he said in the old covenant, you cannot follow the laws because it was too stringent. So he took away all the laws and he fulfilled it through Christ, our King, and he said there's only two laws now to follow. Please tell me what those two laws are. You will love the Lord. We can't do that, yes or no? We can't do that also. Now, second law says, love your neighbor. Guess what? We don't love our neighbors as well. Tell me why. Tell me why. Tell me why. No maturity. We have this, we have a big, we have big ones at home. What do we do with it? Nothing. Tell me something. You call yourself an heir. Okay, sit down, buddy. Dr. Jacob went to medical school, yes? So with faith, we go and lie down on his chair, right? 
Let us say in medical school, he studied for 20 years in the medical school and he still does not know how to do anything with teeth. When you go lie down there, tell me what is your attitude? Huh? You won't even? You don't know his reputation. You don't know anything about it. You just go lie on the table because you have faith in a doctor. Listen to me. Don't put your faith in man. Put your faith in God. But that requires what? Maturity. Watch this. Please watch this. But when the fullness of time came, God sent forth the Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem that, to redeem that, sorry, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. What have we received? Adoption. What have we, where are we? We come into the Lord. Okay? Now, and because you are sons, what? And because you are sons, God has sent His Spirit of His Son into your hearts, wherein you are crying, Abba, Father. Stop, look, look. Wherein you are crying? Wherein you are? Did you do this this morning? No. You didn't. You're too busy to get to church. So you woke up half an hour early and now you're falling asleep in church. Talk to me. Did you call, did you say Abba, Father? See, it's about sonship. That means, even when you come at a wrong, you don't lose sonship. He has done something wrong. He is my son. I've adopted into my household. He's done something wrong. He's still my son. With that faith, you need to go and say, Abba, Father, I'm not a sinner. I'm your child. Yet I have transgressed. And because you are sons, God has sent forth his spirit of his son into your hearts where it cries, Abba, Father. Wherefore, thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then heir of God. So what are you right now? What is your position right now? What does an heir do? Does he wait for God to tell him everything? An heir knows what he is doing. Let me ask you a question. Who told David to go stand before Goliath? God told him? What took him there? The anointing. You anointed? So what is praying for? Lord, let me know your will. Get up and go. What is that excuse you are making? Lord, only if you turn him into a turtle, I tell him the gospel of truth. No. Many of us are doing that. You are called to tell him the gospel. You don't have to wait for God's will. We are praying for God's will. This girl, that girl, marry somebody, get going, get do the wisdom of God, do the will of God. Simple as that. Don't waste time. Don't waste life. Don't waste the anointing on immaturity. That's what I'm trying to say. Don't waste the anointing on your life through immaturity. Listen, David was so mature when he was a young man. He goes into the brook to take a stone to kill Goliath. But see the maturity in the man. You know what he does? He doesn't pick up one stone. He picks up five. Why does he pick up five? Because Goliath's four brothers were there. That's maturity. It was in his pouch. And in case, and you know what? He said, all I need is five for five of them. I don't need 10, 10 20 or 30. I don't need so many stones. I just need five to destroy five. See the faith he had. 
young man. That's why he's still called a man after God's own heart. What's God calling you today? Oh, that headache has come. What is he calling you? Is he calling you son? Is he calling, oh, I'm so proud of that man. He's my heir. Is that what he's calling you? You see, the Bible says we have to strive to be a wise and faithful servant. Verse 9. Verse 9. But now, after you have known God, or, or rather, I love this, or rather known of God. So Dr. Jacob is extremely well known by God. Okay? Rohan is well known by God. Nathi is well known by God. Pratik is well known by God. I love the way this guy's put it. Right? Read this. But now after you have known God, or rather are known of God, how turn you again to the weak and beggarly elements whereunto you desire again to be in bondage. After knowing who you are in Christ, how can you go and not spend quality time in the presence of God? How can you have one foot in one board and the other foot in the other board? How can you come to the house of God and sleep? How can you come to the God, house of God and not listen to the word? How can you get into prayer and not get a revelation before you get up? Cardinal sins. Call unto me and I will answer thee and I will show you great and mighty things that you know not. He says, call unto me. When you get into prayer, don't you dare come out of your prayer life without a revelation. We call ourselves Christians. What do we do? We waste our life, we waste God's time. We waste the authority of airship, the power of the sonship in our lives. Please read 9 again. All of you, can I, can I ask you to read? What's the desire? What's the desire? To be in bondage. Do you know we have a once a month meeting here on a, a, a Saturday? Huh? You all know it, right? Why aren't you here? What is so busy that you cannot make it here? Why are you so unfaithful in your church attendance? Why are you coming to church once a month and the next three weeks you are away on a holiday somewhere or the other? Why is, this, why is there an unfaithfulness in you? Seriously. Unless you set a standard, God may chuck you out, church. Because you see, he's not a respecter of persons. The book of Revelation says, if you're neither hot nor cold, he will... I like the King James. It says, I will vomit you out of his mouth. What are you fooling around with the Lord for? You think you're holy and righteous because you pray for 10 minutes before you eat, of, eat your meal? No, that's a con job. Why don't you guys set a standard and change? Why can't this church which has good word and good worship, why can't the anointed people here begin to come out and give a prophetic word and just lay hands on people and start seeing healing? Why is it that we are lacking this thing? I'll tell you what it is. Immaturity. 40-year-old Christians, 20-year-old Christians. <gasps> I can't pray today. Why? My wife and I had a fight on the way. I should kill both of you first. 
Why did you have a fight? Immaturity. Seriously. All we have is excuses. Now you are asking yourself, why are we in this church? Pastor is just belting us. No worries, find another church. They will say how good you are and you will not grow. At least here I am forcing you to try to grow. See, listen. The Lord loves you. You are a son. You are an heir. Act accordingly, no? Act accordingly. Verse 10. You observe days and months and times and years. Are you? Ravagalam. Ravagalam. Oh, don't play with that nonsense. You guys will all shake your head, but I know. I'll tell you, start something on a Tuesday. No, you won't. Verse 22, and we're going to close now. For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by a bondmaid, the other by a free woman. But he who was of the bondwoman was born after the flesh. But he of the free woman was by promise. Where do you belong to? Where do you belong to? I promise. Which things are an allegory? For these are the two covenants. What are the two covenants? The Old Testament, the New Testament. The one from Mount Sinai, which gendereth to bondage, which is Agar. Okay, you'll understand all that. Now, did you get this so far? Two lines. One is a religious line. One is a line of discipleship. If you are following the line of discipleship, stay in discipline. Mature, grow your soul. Do you understand what I'm saying? Say something. Yes. yes. If somebody scratches your surface, and if you retaliate with a foul word, tell me what that is. Let's be honest. I retaliate with foul words. I'm still working hard. I'm not better than you. Please remember, a man of God is not better than anybody else. We are all the same. We are first humans. We have problems. I have the same problems you have. I've got a loose tongue. I've got lust. I've got pride. I've got all kinds of junk. What do we do? We need to work. We need to stay from first standard, second standard, third to tenth to eleventh, twelfth, college and so forth. You cannot stay in one place and say, I'm an heir and have nothing to show for it. Because that's what we are. That's the issue. We are an heir. Nothing to show. Just hot air. I'm an heir. I love Jesus. I love Jesus. I speak in tongues. I get goose pimples. Yeah, big deal. What are you doing with the goose pimples? What are you doing with speaking in tongues? What's the end result? That's what you need to figure out, church. Watch this. Nevertheless, verse 30. Verse 30. Nevertheless, what said the scripture? Cast out the bond woman and her son. Look at me. He never says to compromise with the bond woman and her son. He says, cast it out. If there is something in your life which is causing you to go back to religion, cast it out. Do not compromise it with because you will fall asleep in church and you will fall asleep before God and God will forget you. 
Watch this. Nevertheless, what said the scripture? Cast out the bondwoman and the son. For the son of the bondwoman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. Listen, you cannot go this way. You're going right now and say, I am an heir of Christ. You do not have the authority. You got to make sure. That's when you can say, Lord, I am your child by adoption. And I can say, Abba, Father. How? When there is a maturity in your life. Because the Bible says you are not children of a bond woman. You are children of the free woman. You are not under a religion. You are under freedom. Why? God has called you to set you free. Why did he send the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is first the spirit of truth. What does truth do? It takes you out of religion and brings you into discipleship. Amen. That is what you're called for. You're called to be a disciple not some religious loser do you understand what I'm saying a religious person does not win Christ he is not an heir and I will tell you if you're religious the minute you open your mouth and you speak to me you know why because your words are negative your words are dead there is no life coming out of your words why? Life and death are in the power of the tongue there has to be a power coming out not some uh, uh, excuse you know what Jacob planted when there was no water, there was famine. And you know what the Bible says? He sowed when famine and he reaped what? What does the Bible say? Come on. What? He reaped a hundredfold. How? Man led by the power of God, not by excuses, not by circumstances. The question is, what are you led by? Are you led by circumstances? Huh? So then, brethren, next verse, 31. We are not children of the bond woman, but of the free. Listen, if you are free, act like it. You come into the house of God. <gasps> oh, I can't worship, I'm in chains. You are free. You slept two hours, fine, you didn't get eight hours sleep. No worries, come, you're free. Why are you in bondage? Listen, it's very simple. You can't put one leg here, one leg there. You either, see there is no gray area in God. It's only black and white. You're either here or you're there. Simple. Think with me. Think with me. Some of you, Pastor, I just don't feel like worshipping. You know why that is? Your emotion is winning over you. You're led by your emotion, not by your spirit. You open your mouth, you shout your mouth off. Oh, da, 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 da. Where is that coming from? The same time, sweet water, salt water comes out. Hey, needs to stop somewhere, yeah? Listen, it's a discipleship, not a religion. Where's your result? First and foremost, joy is missing from your faces. I always say this. Why is joy missing? Why is joy missing? Maturity is gone. It's not there. Your priorities are something else. I will tell you, church, when Christ comes, you better know what your priority is. Because you see, who is he coming for? Tell me something. He's coming with gifts. Who is the gifts for? For who? For us? No, 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 no. For those who have done his will. Wait, I, I, I've read this verse somewhere in the Bible. Uh, please help me, I'm not sure how it goes. It, it, it says something about those who get into the heaven are only those who have done the... If there's no maturity in your spiritual life, how will you know the will of the Father? How will you get into heaven? Look at me. I've never pleased people in my life. That's not what I'm called to. 
And God called me, he said, set your face as flint. And he's saying, tell the people to change their standards.